Support for Short Stops is presented by the Kalem Trading Institute. Check out our website at www.kaleminstitute.com. On today's episode... Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end, no dark is right. Because their words had fought no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Over 50 technical stock indicators. A little less than 300 companies listed in the Philippine Stock Exchange. Multiple ways to risk your money trading, while hundreds of emotions are passing through you as you watch prices move in the market. But we're not focusing on all of them. We're just here to talk about the ones that matter. You asked for it, so we're going to give it to you. This is Short Stops Season 2. Let's go. Hey everyone, um, welcome to this episode that we're doing live from all our homes. Um, this is a very serious situation. Um, what we're having today is that cases have risen to almost 242,000 as of today. Uh, the ENCOV has caused serious damages, not just to the financial markets, but people's lives. And we take this very, very seriously. But nonetheless, the PSEI has also fallen from 9,200 to 4,000 yesterday. So we felt it was very important for us to address everybody who is planning to buy or planning to sell or have no idea what's happening to the markets today. Um, so with us today is Jason and Zar. And... They don't need no further introduction. So, guys, welcome to the show. Good morning. Hello. Uh, hi, guys. Nice to see you. We have a lot of stuff for you today. So, uh, stay tuned. This is the first time we're working from home. So, <laughs> uh, maybe we should talk about, at least give people an idea what's happening to the markets today and why the coronavirus is having such a huge impact on the financial markets. Uh, okay, so I guess first of all, we have to understand uh, what's happening with the coronavirus. I think it's something very unique. I think the closest comparison here is 1918 Spanish flu. But I think the major difference is that the coronavirus is very good at reproduction. You know, meaning, oh yes, there's a low mortality rate. You're probably going to be okay. But on a systemic level, that compounds very, very quickly because it's so easy to pass on, right? And you can be asymptomatic for a few weeks, right? So that's why it's, uh, the numbers can get huge very fast. And what they say is that unchecked, it can infect 40 to 70% of the global population. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with right now. Okay, it's a global pandemic. It happens once every few hundred years. And this one is very, very uh, disruptive economically. It's like to stop this virus from spreading, you have to stop the economy, right? So I think that our recession is very likely. The question is how long it's going to take. Okay? And that is, of course, dependent on uh, how fast you, you lock down the economy and how fast you are able to flatten the curve. Okay? Some, some very prominent thinkers like uh, Bill Gates think that you can restart the economy right away if you have a complete lockdown for one month. But unfortunately, that's not really happening right now. That's the scary part, I guess. Nobody knows how long 
if there's a vaccine, and if, if ever there's going to be a vaccine, it's probably going to be 12 to 18 months away. Uh, nobody knows whether, I mean, any individual can, can, or how long it will go away. Like, for example, even in April and May as initial estimates, now we're looking at six months. Now we're looking at it's going to last even into the July and August. Yeah, so there's a lot of uncertainty here, right? So the best case is you lock down quickly. Maybe after two to three months, you can start restart, restarting your economy, right? But if it gets out of control, the only thing that can save us is a vaccine. And that may be 12 to 18 months away. And that's very optimistic already. Because like a normal vaccine takes can take up to three years to make. Nothing sounds good. I think we're all uh, speechless. <laughs> I think if you take a look at the 240,000 cases that are as of today, right, you'll actually see more deaths in Italy than in Hubei, China. And despite having more cases in China, you'll, you'll probably see have a bigger impact in older demographics, especially in Europe and in US. And I think that's the scary part. I mean, people can say that they don't trust the China data whatsoever. But if you look at all Asian counterparts and you look at South Korea, China, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, most of these countries were able to contain it at a much, much, much earlier pace. And that's why they always talk about flattening the curve. And so despite everything that's all the bad news that's happening, I think and I personally believe that uh, U.S. and Europe are, a little, are very late to locking down their country in the first place. So hopefully that they can do it as soon as possible and prevent this spread. Because even if China recovers, like there's no local transmissions as of today. Even though there's no transmissions, there's no way for just one economy to restart if the entire world is just beginning on the epidemic. I think um, the U.S. is similar to Italy with the rate of uh, infections. I think for like a few weeks before, they were like in state of denial, even uh, in the UK. In fact, last week, um, they just started, I think, locking down. And there was this stereophonics concert, about 20,000 people <laughs> so in, uh, in Cardiff. So it just shows that uh, some, like, some other countries are not really taking this seriously. They think it's an overreaction from the media. But like what happened to the other countries, um, eventually they realized that it's really a serious epidemic and eventually like uh, you have to lock down. And uh, the problem with, with that is uh, there's going to be an economic standstill. Like I don't think anybody has ever experienced something like this because before when like the 9-11 and other crisis uh, happened, I think, I mean, the economy was still moving. And like this one, um, you have to really, um, like the economic machine has to stop for an indefinite period of time. So that's the, the, the worrying part, like how long. So. Uh, yes, I guess for the economy and the markets, I guess the question now is, can you contain this in one month, a few months? Or is it going to be a few quarters? And when it extends a few quarters, that's when it's going to be very dangerous, right? Because, say, okay, you have, let's say you have only a few months, no business. So it's like you have a liquidity crunch for a few months. 
but if it extends for a few quarters or even a year, it's going to be a solvency crisis, meaning there's a lot of bankruptcy that can happen, and that's going to be extremely disruptive. We could have a, that could trigger a depression. Yeah, and I always share it to people that an economic Economic recession is very different from an economic stoppage. I mean, if your business is slowing down 10, 20%, you'll find a way to slowly recuperate or cut down your expenses and whatsoever. But when business totally stops, it's totally different because no amount of free money or no amount of cutting down of expenses will help recuperate 0% revenues, right? Um, so just to transition into the other economic, um, into the economic, uh, especially the industries that will be hit the most, you're looking at airlines, you're looking at oil and gas today, especially with um, cutting down of, um, of price, prices as low as $20, $20 per barrel. Um, you're looking at multiple industries that will be affected and it's probably gonna be have wide effect to all industries whatsoever. And I think this is the first time we're seeing this happen. It hasn't happened in 2008, it hasn't happened in 1997, um, not even the Asian financial crisis. So that's what keeps us very, very worried this time around. Uh, maybe you guys can share your input as to what you should be watching. Maybe there's some stocks or some ETFs that you could be watching. So at least just to monitoring the credit system. Uh, okay, so, so what we're seeing here, what I'm seeing in the market is a very clear sign that there's a credit crisis or it's a credit event what's happening. So what you can look at is really credit spreads. Uh, so, actually, what you can just look at is the ETF of uh, bonds. You can check out HYG or LQD. Okay, so since this is a credit crisis, you won't, it's not enough just to look at equities. You have to look at the credit market. Okay, so, and another thing that you should look at is the US dollar, right? Because right now, I think uh, there's maybe more than 20 trillion of uh, dollar denominated debt out there right so and there's a liquidity crisis meaning people are also deleveraging meaning they're paying back their debt that's why you're seeing a huge demand for US dollars right so as long as the US dollar is appreciating then this process is continuing okay yeah well for me I think it's better to stand aside because it's, uh, it's uh, really volatile so um, you just have to, I mean, I'm just observing which markets are, what's happening in the market. So like, uh, since you're expecting, uh, maybe there's a tightening of lending. So, um, like regional banks, because with the collapse of oil, you have a lot of, I mean, the, the energy industry is going to get hit and you have a financially, uh, weak companies there. Uh, expecting to won't be able to pay pay their debts. So, but for now, like it's uh, I think there's too much uncertainty. And uh, if you want to trade, maybe you could just like scalp or maybe just stay away because uh, there's there's always always going to be uh, opportunity once uh, the dust settles. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like we can always fight another day. In fact. Favorite words ngani Jason is that Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. I mean, if you're participating on the long side, uh, this is a market that's extremely dangerous to bottom pick. 
right? I mean, the Philippines has declined, what, 40, 50% in just a few, a few weeks, right? So there's no such thing as oversold when what's, what's happening globally is forced liquidation, right? What's forced liquidation is you have people who have uh, margin calls, meaning they borrowed a lot of money, right, to buy stocks or whatever, then some shock happens, exactly what's happening today, then they have to liquidate their positions, right? So that's why in times like this, it's very dangerous to bottom pick stocks, right? I think if you have access to global markets, I think the proper trade is really to go short on rallies, right? In a bull market, you buy on dips. In a bear market, you short on rallies. So for me, that's a trade right now, right? So although, but obviously, everything's oversold, so we're also stepping aside right now. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I share the same sentiment. I think the problem really is that it's just significantly oversold in the short term. I mean, I've never seen stocks being sold off, like your SM, your Ayala's, no more than 25% in, uh, what, five minutes? Um, oh. Circuit breakers getting hit left and right. I mean, you, Zar, you saw it. I've never seen it before. Well, uh, for first time, first time uh, experiencing it like live, <laughs> like yesterday, right? When uh, JGS dropped 40, 42%. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm really scared. Like, I'm really scared. Anyway. So, but yeah, it's, but it's exciting. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's happening? And you're thinking if, if it's really, like, rational, what, what's the market pricing in? So... It's scary and exciting, actually, like experiencing something like this. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at liquidity, you're bidding us technically, buyers. So it's just the sellers just panic selling and then forced orders on whatever bid is left. And that's why you're seeing huge drops. I mean, GT cap at one point went down to as low as 260 ata yesterday. 260? I haven't seen these prices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then if you look at valuations, valuations don't make sense. And I do agree. I mean, you don't want to be looking at valuations at these times, right? I mean, if you have a very, very long-term horizon, I don't even think valuations will help you at these levels. I mean, DMC is what? Two and a half times PE. You're seeing companies trade at two or three times PE, 30 cents to a dollar. And from from my perspective, um, these guys can continuously go down, right? Because if you're looking at EPS and you're looking at earnings, there's no way we're going to have a flat growth. I mean, possibly you can look at 30, 40, even 50% decline in earnings growth for 2020, right? And whether it's going to recover as soon as possible, that's the biggest question because it takes so long for economic recovery and you'll probably expect a more U-shape rather than a V-shape rally in your economy. Yeah, I mean, like, we're looking at valuations. Like if you have a long-term horizon, like maybe five, 10 years from now, like um, these values are attractive, but you don't know how long uh, the recovery will take. So in the short term, like uh, we expect earnings to get hit really hard. Um, and maybe it will take a quarter or two quarters or a year for earnings to get back to normal when things get back to normal but uh, in terms of prices like long term the question is long term uh how much are long term cash flows going to be impaired by this 
of this event? That's the question. So that's the, I mean, that's the, the million dollar question, I think. Huh. Right. So, so, so maybe, I, we I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, we don't know how long, right? Maybe we can look for signals that will probably give us a better idea whether we've seen the bottom. Are we looking at um, bankruptcies? Are we looking at um, time? I mean, like, um, like time for more positive data to come out? Peak of coronavirus or maybe a vaccine? What are you guys looking forward to? For me, I'm just looking uh, as, yeah, Jason, go ahead. I think so. Uh, so when I look at globally, I think the, so the, actually the source of selling is coming from outside the Philippines. Well, actually, of course, there's also some selling in the Philippines, but I think the source of selling is outside. So what's happening now is actually we're having contagion, right? Meaning everything's being sold off, not just equities actually, but uh, even gold, treasury bonds, corporate bonds, everything's being sold out, okay? And that's because of what uh, the concept of a margin call. So I would recommend watching the movie Margin Call for you guys to get this concept, right? So uh, it's because you have a lot of players na nahuli or naipit, right? And with borrowed money. So meaning they have to liquidate their positions out, right? And you have to wait for the process to finish globally, okay? And actually what's also happening is that, yes, you have all this Fed stimulation, right? They're injecting trillions of liquidity into the market. But what's been ha happening actually is no, no one wants to take this liquidity. Okay, because like all the banks are scared, right? Are scared of lending money. Volatility has spiked. So it means that their balance sheet is a lot more riskier than their models. That's why they don't want to take any more risk and lend money out. Okay, so yeah, it's called the liquidity crunch. Okay. So how do we know when it's over? I mean, what are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, what should we what should we do, Jason? I mean, everything you told us, it's like there's a lot more worse, a lot more worse things to come. <laughs> uh, okay, so when I look at U.S. markets, I think a lot of sectors have already been uh, liquidated, but I see one sector, one very big sector of the market that really hasn't gone down that much. So that tells me that the bull is still somewhat alive. What's that? If you look at the fan stocks, Apple, Google, Amazon, Facebook, they're still up there. So I think the bull is not completely dead yet, right? So, I mean, and if you look at valuations of US, it really hasn't gone down that much, especially if you consider that earnings are probably going to decline 30, 40%, at least in the short term. Okay, so, yeah, in the, on the equity side, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I do agree. I mean, if you look at the fan stocks, even valuations are still elevated. Um, but it does make sense to some extent because most likely they're going to be the defensive industry. I mean, if you look at it, they're the ones with the highest operating leverage and probably could stomach all this volatility in the short term. But yeah, I mean, like for a full flush out in terms of bearishness, you probably see a sell-off also happening to them. I mean, there's no way, no corporate will not get hit in this short-term pandemic. Yeah, and uh, it's like the, your SMs of the Philippines, right? 
it took them so long to break down, but they finally did, right? So I think it's the same case in the U.S. markets. So Zar, what are you looking? What stocks are you looking forward to after this is finished? I mean, as ayala court three hundred pesos sa atan in araw. Yeah. Well, well, for me, uh, I'm looking at uh, defensive stocks like quality stocks uh, like SM, AC. Uh, the, the blue chips, uh, maybe uh, yeah, BDO, uh, Ali, um, even like GTCap, like because they've been sold down like so low. So, like companies that um, like ten years from now, you, they're still going to be operating like uh, doing well. So, I just uh, maybe like the mid caps, small caps, uh, stay away. Muna siguro sa mga those companies like SSI, um, the smaller retailers. So, like, and even companies that will be directly hit by the, like, SEB, for example, even if it's really cheap already. So, um, like, tourism stocks. What else? But basically, just looking at uh, the big caps, uh, like the SMs, yeah, the Alis, ACs. Even even GGS, yeah. Probably best to stick to the defensives, huge cash flow. Um, yeah. Probably have the best best chance of rebounding in the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, to those who have positions, especially to the longer term investors, I mean, I'm sure people are panicking out there. In fact, um, I always have this joke that when father calls me, I know it's the end of the world. And father called me yesterday, and I don't think it's the end of the world. <laughs> so what would you advise people who have longer-term horizons? Would you advise them to start buying this, um, this at this level, 4000 4500 Well, uh, that's the thing. That's the dilemma. Because uh, like, we don't know if this is going to go lower or it's just going to go sideways from here. So it's you have a choice. It's either... Um, you want to buy the values that you have now because it's really cheap, or you, or do you want to have more like cash in the future just in case um, the market goes on further? So if if you have a long term horizon, I think I think pedine like parang just just buying tranches like uh, just parang peso cost averaging the next twelve months. Parang that's your strategy. Parang para like because we don't know like if it's good if this is the bottom already or it's gonna go, go like sideways so just start if you want to like if but long term means like five years ganon. so just start dipping in then monthly or quarterly start buying stocks because you nobody knows really where's the bottom but if you're, you're long-term, naman, I think values now are very attractive. Okay. Um, Jason, anything positive to say? I mean, if there's one thing that uh, I have to say is that at least China was able to um, prove that you can lock down. I mean, Asian countries have proven that they can lock down and um, slowly recover. I think that's the positive end. Although I don't think it's going to happen within the next six months. At least it's always a good start. Um, Jason, anything positive on your observations before we end? Uh, 
crisis breeds opportunity. So I think that this is going to open up an opportunity of a lifetime, if you ask me. I mean, the only way we lose right now is if this lasts for maybe one or two or three years. I mean, that's I find that highly unlikely. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna pass. Okay. <laughs> we all wish it passes. <laughs> Zar, anything else? We'll just echo what uh, Jason said. Like, um, actually, I mean, like the values now are like it's this could be like an opportunity of a lifetime if you have cash right so like uh, just stay patient and um look for companies that are quality companies with uh, strong cash flows and uh, those companies are going to endure like for the next five to ten years so a lot of them are uh, trading at uh, bargain valuations right now so you just have to just uh just be patient and wait for opportunity to enter. So. All right. Thanks, guys, so much. I mean, everybody, please be safe. This is a very serious situation. Um, don't go out. I beg you, please don't go out. If you don't need to go out, try to help everybody or your neighbors, whoever needs help. But at the same time, don't panic. Be prepared. At the same case, in the financial markets, also be prepared. This is going to go for a lot of long leg of volatility and we think it could last for months to be honest and i don't think it's going to finish within the next one or two i think it's going to take another two or three quarters away and hopefully the economy slowly recovers um it's best to be late don't be in a rush and hopefully we all survive this onslaught and i can't wait to see you guys again hopefully we also restart i can't wait to get back to the office <laughs> all right thanks guys so much, Jason, Zar. All right, thank you. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>